Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Beauty O Books, an independent, family owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautyobooks.com. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to our show, number 956. We have an announcement that we're really excited about today, is that we've launched a Talkin' Birds Patreon. It will provide exclusive access content and behind-the-scenes Talkin' Birds stuff to folks who join and support our show in the process. And we're talking stuff like photos and video interviews, personalized video messages, and lots more. So we're excited about it and hope you will be too. And to find out more and to join our Talking Birds Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash talkingbirds. Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. So patreon.com slash talkingbirds. What else do we have today? Well, we have two avian audio postcards, both from Florida, to share today. Starting with one from Cecilia down St. Petersburg Way, where she's checking out a pretty vocal vireo. Hi, Ray. This is Cecilia. I'm at Sawgrass Lake Park, and there's a wide-eyed vireo right on the side of the boardwalk, singing away. I think this is kind of the area where it hangs out, because this is about the third time I've seen it. This is Cecilia from Pinellas County, Florida. Thank you, Cecilia, for that beautiful Pinellas postcard. Now, we had about 150 miles south, still on the west coast of Florida, where Gino Ellison is working on his North American big year birding effort. Let's see what he's seeing. There on the west coast of Florida. Hello, Gino. Good morning, Ray. There's a pileated woodpecker. That's a barred owl. And Ray, I'm in Naples, Florida, continuing my 2023 big year. And I just wanted to send you this recording so that you'd have it for all of your listeners. I hope everything's going well. And I wish you all the best, Ray. Thank you so much, Gino. Thanks to that pileated woodpecker and that barred owl and that white-eyed vireo earlier, too, on those audio postcards. Gino is uh, doing that big year, as we mentioned, and we've talked to him on the show uh, previously. He's aiming to ID more than 700 species of birds by the end of 2023. And uh, i got to figure he's really, really close. I think the last time we talked to Gino, he was at 675, or maybe it was more than that. So if he hasn't passed that 700 mark yet, he is getting really, really close. There he is in Florida, and if we've been keeping track properly, his next stop is Hawaii. We'll hear from him from there, and good luck, Gino. Well, Talking Birds listeners, uh, 
you would like to send us an audio postcard, please do. Just go out in the backyard or wherever you are looking at birds. Get your smartphone or some little digital recorder, make a recording, and send it to Ray at TalkinBirds.com. Well, Talking Birds listeners, I hope you didn't say this before. I don't think so. Talking Birds listeners of a certain age may remember this. Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. This is presented by Mutual of Omaha, the yes. company that pays. They pay. I have a feeling we did this already, but just in case. Um, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom, originally produced from 1963 to 1988, and then revived in 2002 and again in 2011, is back again, this time in a new conservation-focused form, and now called Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom, Protecting the Wild, aiming to tell success stories of wildlife conservation throughout North America. And I believe, if I read this correctly, one of the first episodes will focus on puffins, It's on Saturday mornings on NBC. Check your local listings for the exact time on your NBC channel. Meanwhile, from the Talking Birds Research Department, there's this. A new study shows that crows use something called statistical inference, something previously considered to be an exclusively human trait, to make decisions based on context and experience. How do we know this? Well, because our friend Steve Rabich posted a link to the story on our Talking Birds Flock Facebook page. That's the Facebook group for Talking Birds listeners. And thank you, Steve. The gist of this, by the way, is that the birds can apparently figure out how one choice may be optimal in one context, but not in another. A little bit maybe like how one route for your car trip might be the best choice on a Monday, but maybe not on a Saturday. Well, the crows get it. You'll find a link to the whole thing on our Talking Birds Flock Facebook page, and uh, maybe join the flock while you're there. Here's our mystery. Well, before we do our mystery bird contest, we have to fix something. We're fixing a lot around here these days. And last week, here's what happens. Sometimes when we don't get a direct Correct answer on our mystery bird contest. We drew a drawing from among the answers received. And that will sometimes make your humble host forget to say what the bird was. Well, lots of listeners have been kind enough to remind us that we didn't say that. Remind me. So uh, here it is. Last week's mystery bird was the Swainson's hawk. Yes, that one, the Swainson's hawk. That was on last week's show, in case you missed it, which you uh, obviously did. Well, here's the thing now in our mystery bird contest that we want to point out. If you're not hearing our show live and would like to do so, so that you could enter the mystery bird contest, for example, just go to TalkingBirds.com and you'll see how to do it. It's very, very easy to do. And our live broadcast, by the way, is on Sunday mornings from 9.30 to 10 Eastern time. So TalkingBirds.com, go to the the listen button there, and you'll see exactly how easy it is to um, uh, listen to our show live anytime you like. On to today's Mystery Bird Contest, and I hope it's not confusing if I play this sound right after the other one, but this is this week's Mystery Bird. (laughs) 
Not as melodic as last week's, but uh, <laughs> it's a beautiful bird, though, despite the sound. This is a preview of our contest. We'll do the actual contest a little bit later on in the show, but we want to get you ready for it. Our mystery bird is a medium-sized wader with blue-gray upper parts, a white belly, a brown lower back, purplish plumes on the lower part of its white-striped neck, a yellow bill and yellowish legs that become pinkish in breeding season. Our bird, which feeds on small fish and reptiles and amphibians and such, is found year-round over most of the East and Gulf U.S. coasts, while some winter farther south down into Mexico and Central America. It's our mystery bird. Here are the prizes for this morning, and they are beautiful, one of the most beautiful, wonderful feeders you could find anywhere. And as you sit there at your kitchen window, enjoying the birds visiting that feeder, we have some delicious birds and beans coffee. It's a Brome Squirrel Solution 150 feeder, genuinely squirrel-proof and chew-proof as well. It's easy to clean, and it even features a vented seed tray to keep the seed fresh and dry. They kind of think of everything there at Brome Bird Care. And our favorite coffee, Birds and Beans. It's a 12-ounce bag of their delicious, bird-friendly, shade-grown coffee. Why is it bird-friendly? Because it's grown under the natural forest canopy in Central America, providing habitat for birds instead of destroying their habitat, as they do with sun-grown coffee. Kind of important. And that's our birds and beans. 12-ounce bag, delicious, bird-friendly, shade-grown coffee. Those are our prizes this morning. If we get to our bonus question, we'll also toss in a feather-friendly bird window collision kit on our mystery bird contest uh, coming on this morning's show. Well, our conservation salute of the week goes to the National Park Service, especially the folks in charge at Grand Canyon National Park in Arizona, where, although they surely appreciate romantic gestures as much as anyone, they've kind of had it with the love locks thing. That's that thing where people show their tightly secured devotion by attaching a padlock to a fence and then throwing the key down into the canyon. As the rangers there point out, this is not only vandalism and littering, it's also threatening the canyon's population of critically endangered California condors. A Park Service post points out that the condors are attracted to shiny things, and as a result, some of the birds have eaten keys from the bottom of the canyon and have required surgery to remove them. Their post says, Condors are curious animals, and much like a small child, will investigate strange things they come across by putting them into their mouths. Condors are not meant to digest metal, and if a condor swallows too many objects like this, it could die. End quote. So the rangers are now removing locks from the fences to which they're attached, and their post wraps up with this quote. Love is strong, but our bolt cutters are stronger. All right, how about a royal salute this morning? There's our royal salute music there. So a couple of weeks ago, or maybe three weeks ago, we had a special guest 
Hardy Kern from ABC, the American Bird Conservancy. And after our interview, after our show, that is, Hardy became a Talking Birds ambassador. So we were pretty excited about that, as we are with every listener who becomes a Talking Birds ambassador, more than 840 listeners now. Well, we have another great contributor to the show to thank this morning, and that is our friend Al Bat from Heartland, Minnesota, which Al describes as being halfway between here and there. Uh, Al is, is one of those people who is a real naturalist, not just talking the talk, but walking the walk. He is the real deal. And you can check out his great writing and photography and wisdom at his website. That's albat.com. That's bat with two T's. And thank you, Al, for becoming a Talking Birds ambassador. Well, Talking Birds listeners, I'm sure that Al would say that if he can become an ambassador, anyone can. That's because he's a modest guy. But it really is true. And we hope that more Talking Birds listeners will join our ambassadors family today. Signing up and being an ambassador are both really easy to do. Just go to talkingbirds.com and click on the Get Involved tab to sign up. That's the Get Involved tab right at the top of the page there at talkingbirds.com. And thank you, dear listeners, for helping us to spread the word about the wonder of birds, and the importance of conservation. Still to come in our day, uh, our show today, that is, the great Mike O'Connor, who is definitely a conservationist, I can tell you that, will join us for Let's Ask Mike, almost live from the archive, about how that bird you're hearing may not be a bird at all. And up next, Peacely Rufescence, a great little bird from the great American West, is today's featured feathered friend. The state of Alaska can boast that it's a host to three chickadee species year-round, along with a couple of others that sometimes visit. The occasional visitors are the gray-headed and the mountain chickadees. The three residents are the black-capped, the boreal, and today's featured feathered friend, the chestnut-backed chickadee. It's found mostly in the southeastern part of the state, as well as all along the U.S. Pacific coast and up into northern Idaho. The chestnut-backed is a small and lively chickadee, easily distinguished from other chickadees by its reddish-brown, or chestnut-colored, back, rump, and flanks. It has a white breast and belly, and the head, nape, and throat are black. Although the chestnut-backed chickadee is not truly migratory, it does make some seasonal movements, heading to lower elevations when winter starts, especially after big snowfalls, and in late summer, many of the birds move higher into the mountains. About two-thirds of the chestnut-backed's diet is comprised of arthropods, including spiders, caterpillars, wasps, and aphids, and they'll come to feeders stocked with things like black oil sunflower seed and suet. If there are chestnut-backed chickadees in your area, they might be enticed to raise a family in your yard should you set up a nest box. They use lots of fur in making their nests, especially from rabbits, coyotes, and deer, but also from skunks, horses, and cows. It's peacefully 
Rue Pheasants, the chestnut-backed chickadee. Today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend. Welcome again to our show. It's number 956, last time we uh, checked here. And before we get to our mystery bird contest, I wanted to pass this along as we've done a number of times before. It's about birding festivals and other birding events around the country. And there are many of them all over the country. And our friends at the Cornell Lab of Ornithology have done a wonderful job putting together a list of bird festivals and related events taking place all year round, all around the country. And what we did here is uh, make this extra convenient by putting a link to the list on our website. So if you go to uh, the Get Involved tab up at the top of the page at TalkingBirds.com, um, you'll find that list right there. Bird fest- Just look under Birding Festivals. Easy to spot there. Anyway, here's a, a little sample. We thought we'd pick three from around the country. Maybe one of these is not far from you. November 3rd through the 5th, it's the Lodi Sand Hill Crane Festival in Lodi, California. That's the 3rd through the 5th of November. Later in November, the 24th to the 27th, it's Waterfowl Weekend at Chincoteague National Wildlife Refuge in Chincoteague, Virginia. I think I know some folks heading for that one on Big Beginning on December 4th, December 4th, Birds of Winter at the Riverlands Migratory Bird Sanctuary in West Alton, Missouri. A little sample there of three events happening. More info available on uh, that kind of all-purpose tab of ours. Get involved at TalkingBirds.com. Let's see. We did our conservation salute of the week, and we did that, and we talked about our mystery bird. I think we're on to our mystery bird contest is what we are in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather, the flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. Just to clarify again, because... I think we should. Last week's mystery bird, which we failed to identify, was the Swainson's hawk. Swainson's hawk. Last week's mystery bird contest. This week's bird? It's a medium-sized wader with blue-gray upper parts, a white belly, a brown lower back, purplish plumes on the lower part of its white-striped neck, a yellow bill, and yellowish legs that become pink in breeding season. Our bird, which feeds on small fish, reptiles, and amphibians, is found year-round over most of the east and gulf U.S. coasts, while some winter farther south down into Mexico and Central America. 
So those are the clues and the sound of our mystery bird. And we have wonderful, spectacular prizes, including that broom squirrel solution, 150 feeder, genuinely squirrel-proof and chew-proof, easy to clean, and even features a vented seed tray to keep the seed fresh and dry, which is kind of important, as well as the cleaning part. And from Birds and Beans, our favorite coffee, it's a 12-ounce bag of their delicious, bird-friendly, shade-grown coffee. Prizes on our mystery bird and maybe a feather-friendly bird window collision kit if we get to our bonus question. The key factor is to give us a call as soon as you possibly can, like right now, if you can, at 781-837-4900. Just as last week... No correct answer means a drawing will determine our winner, and we will definitely remember to say the bird this time. Uh, But we want to get a winner. We pretty much always get a winner one way or another. 781-837-4900 is the number. That's 781-837-4900. Meanwhile, let's ask Mike, almost live from the archive in just one minute. What's one of your favorite memories? Hmm, let's see. Well, there was this one time I went snorkeling in the Caribbean when I was a kid. It really just blew my mind. I mean, when you're sitting on the beach, it's so peaceful, and you sort of forget there's a whole other world under there, just full of all kinds of life. We saw the most beautiful corals. I remember thinking they were waving at us as they moved with the ocean. And then there were all these amazing fish. They kind of reminded me of tropical birds. They were so bright and colorful, just darting all over the place like birds in the sky. I'll never forget it. It completely changed the way I look at the ocean. Most of us have a memory of being in nature we'll never forget. Let's protect the world's natural places so more memories can be made for generations to come. Visit worldwildlife.org. Mike O'Connor is uh, where he often is, down at the famous Birdwatchers General Store on Cape Cod. And good morning, Mike. Happy Birdability Week, Ray. Birdability Week starts tomorrow, Monday, October uh, 18th. Well, Mike, uh, yeah. last week you uh, had the screaming pee on the show, and uh, I don't know if you think you can top that this week with some kind of sounds, or what do you got there? Yeah, well, you know, a few weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, we talked about that Merlin app that came out with this bird call identifier where yeah. people people want this. If they hear a call and they put their smartphone up, it'll sometimes tell you what the bird call is, yeah. if it's a common call. The, the trouble was... Uh, it kind of, you know, it's not perfect, and it doesn't list all the calls. And I, I've been getting, usually this time of year, I get people come in with these mystery calls, especially at night. I'm hearing a bird call at night, which, you know, kind of sends up a little alarm because a couple of the owls, not many birds sing at night, especially this time of year, make any sounds at all. And so so fortunately, people have smartphones, and I'll always say I record it. And and here's here's one that I've, I've been getting a lot lately. I'm going to play it, and it, you know, unless I hit the wrong button and play Black Sabbath, this should <laughs> come through fine. Here we go. Now that's a oh, bird sure. chirping at night. People think, and, and they and they and they want to know what it is. Well, it turns out it's not a bird at all, and the app can't tell you that because they only do birds. It's a spring peeper. It's a little tiny uh, tree frog that that after they 
we all hear them in the spring when they go in the vernal pools, and they have a million of them, it sounds like, and they're all singing at the same time. There's this chorus of craziness. But after the breeding season, the birds, uh, the, bird, the little tiny tree frogs disperse, and they move around, and sometimes they'll get into people's garages, or they'll get into their fireplaces, and they make that little single sound, and it sounds more like a bird than, than the chorus of frogs that we hear. But it's actually a spring peeper, one tiny one, and and sometimes people get mad with I I don't I don't they don't believe what I say they they're convinced it's a bird and sometimes during the day people ask about this call again somebody came in the other day with a recording and they thought it was a turkey or something I'll play this one for you now. Oh yeah, I think I know what bird that is. There, pretty sure, pretty sure I know. All right, well, well, yeah. all right, well you, you save your guess, and okay. I'll tell you what I think it is. Right, it's a, and, and some people think it's a, a turkey or some kind of grouse chirping yeah. in there, and it's actually... What do you think it is, Ray? Uh, I think it's a chipmunk. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> See that? You're smart, man. You yeah. city guys know yeah. all the wildlife. Yeah. And That's thanks right. for it's telling a, me earlier on that it was a chipmunk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, chipmunk. That's how they earn their name, but that little chip, chip, chip yeah. call. And you know, and but a lot of times you're looking in the trees because and you think it's a bird, and and the chipmunk's kind of hiding and making that that kind of an alarm worked up note, and people think it's a it's it's a. One, one lady came in. She was a gardener. She's outside all her life, and she she played that for me. And I said, oh, "That's a chipmunk." She goes, "No, no, 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 no." And then I. <laughs> took out a YouTube video where you could actually see the creature making the sound. Uh-huh. And her face dropped like she found out there was no Santa Claus. She just could not believe <laughs> that she she didn't, all these years of outside, she, she couldn't identify that call. So the Merlin app is wonderful. It just doesn't tell you uh, all the other creatures yeah. that are out there. So when you're out there and you hear a mystery sound and you're not sure what it is, and mm-hmm. if Merlin doesn't help you, record it because all your smartphones have this recording device yeah. or app on there and then play it to a friend or send it to me or send it to you and then we'll get these mystery birds out of the way and that more creatures make sound than, than actual birds yeah. do. Well, if they send it to me, I'll send it to you. Yeah. <laughs> and next, well, so sounds like a good plan. All right. And next week, Ozzy Osbourne will be... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Ozzy. Don't you miss Ozzy. Okay. See you next week, Mike. Okay. Yeah, uh, bye-bye. <laughs> That was Mike O'Connor down there at the famous Bird Watchers General Store in Cape Cod. And where are we? We're back to the Mystery Bird Contest. Should we hear the Mystery Bird again? I'm not sure. It's not that great to hear, but let's play it on a softer level here. Oh, there we go. A medium-sized wader with blue-gray upper parts, a white belly, a brown lower back, purplish plumes on the lower part of its white striped neck, a yellow bill and yellowish legs that become pink in breeding season. By the way, Scott was on the line from somewhere in California. We seem to have lost Scott. Well, it's a long way from here. But, Scott, if you have a chance to call us back, like, really quickly, we could probably still work something out here. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. Those prizes, again, the Brougham Squirrel Solution 150 feeder. Genuinely squirrel-proof in a 12-ounce bag of delicious, bird-friendly birds and beans coffee. Those are the prizes here. At seven eight one eight three seven four nine hundred, and I, I think our next caller, Jamie, must feel kind of bad after hearing all that smartphone talk. Because I understand his phone doesn't sound like a great uh, smartphone here. But let's see. Are you there, Jamie? Yeah. 
Okay, I think you said, yeah, that's what it sounded like. Got a little, some other friends there. I don't know if those are birds or dogs or possibly a walrus. I'm not sure what, what that is there in the background. But it's okay because we have our contest, and we want to ask you if you know the answer what our mystery bird is, uh, Jamie. A pelican? A pelican is uh, Jamie's answer, and our uh, panel is giving uh, this kind of a sound here. Uh, not a pelican, but Jamie, thank you for that uh, call. And I wish we had a, you know, a phone to give you as a prize or something, but maybe next time. How's that? All thank right? You. Okay. Thank that's, you, thanks. All right. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Thank you, Jamie. All right. That's, that is uh, Jamie there with a guess of a pelican. And um, do we have time for another call? I don't I think we actually do. I think we're going to have to flip the cards over here and uh, just say that our Maybe if we get Jamie back, we'll, we'll award him the prize. Jamie, we're declaring you the winner. So here's some applause for you. And we, we promised we wouldn't forget uh, the bird. And the bird is the tricolored heron. The tricolored heron. That is our show for this week. Don't forget our new Patreon. Patreon.com slash Talking Birds. Thanks for listening and see you next week. The bird show. I like that. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Beauty O Books, an independent, family owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautyobooks.com.